Welcome back to the Tape Store. This is Toby. And this is Brooke. We were made in the 80s. And played in the 90s. And this week we are going green. <laughs> that was good. Checking out the dark side of nature. And if you are savvy on movie quotes or taglines from posters, then you should know. We're talking about Twister. Yes. That is the 1996 film directed by Jan DeBont. If I'm saying that yeah, incorrectly, I, I apologize. He directed the movie Speed. Oh. Yeah, with Keanu Reeves. Okay. And Sandra Bullock. Good movie. I loved that movie. It's a good movie, yeah. He's a really good director with the like action, action suspense. Yeah, action suspense. Starring the late, great Bill Paxton. Oh, man. I know. I don't even like to think too much about like that. I feel like he's an actual friend. Like, yeah. He's just... <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what it is about him. And well, I'm sure we'll cover that later. But like, I, there's something about Bill Paxton that you're like, yeah, yeah, we, we you know... We go to the pub with the guy. I don't know. He's played so many memorable roles and just seems to be a neat guy in real life. I mean, I never met him, but <laughs> I have I have a story that I will share. I can share go it. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so I have a friend who he was in um something about me and I think we've mentioned it in past episodes. I'm a theater person. I'm a theater kid. I was involved with a uh, professional theater um in Dallas before I moved uh to Georgia and pursued other things, but um my friend was also an actor. He he really was a professional actor and he was at this conference for actors i don't know the things he was near where they like valet cars and uh he had a really junky car at the time so he was like oh god i don't want anyone to see me with this vehicle right and up pulls bill paxton and apparently they're having trouble starting his car my friend's car the junky car and like bill paxton like helps and is like hey He's, what's going on like my friend was like he's like genuinely he just a dude like just yeah, like just you would dude. never be like, oh, he's an actor. Like if you didn't obviously know who he was. So it it was great because I said, listen, I love Bill Paxson. He could do the most terrible movie and I will I will see it because I love him. I don't know why. It probably right. it's honestly probably Twister. Twister's not a terrible movie. No. It's just it has its <laughs> moments though where it's kinda like, all right. I, I it's think it's a little I think, too wrapped up nicely in some things. I think it's hard to take something and this is you know, the part of me that has been being just a, a major fan of movies and cinema. Yeah. I just think it's hard to take something as unpredictable as weather <laughs> and make us a plot that unravels like systematically, like every tornado. I mean, I didn't know when we were going to bring this up, but, you know, <laughs> if you've seen Twister, then, you know, it's all to get to the F5. We hit the entire Fujita scale through the whole movie. Right. Well, because we don't realize it, but we begin with an F5. So we make a perfect circle. Well, the because it's does. essentially the ominous threat. It's the white whale. But, right. <laughs> it's true. Very much so. But not only do we see an F1, an F2, an F3, an F4, and an F5, <laughs> but we see them in order. Right. And I think that that's where it gets a little... Okay. Like... I like we're because, t we're telling hey we're telling a story here guys like because kind of what it is right because the characters forget it I mean Bill Paxton's good in it Helen Hunt's well good and in this it. is and this is hot on the heels of Man in the Iron Mask which was all about the ensemble and again well, yeah as far as last week yeah I mean it came out a couple years before but yeah hot off the heels no of no our I show mean about, I, no I mean our show I'm yes, saying we okay. we were talking all about ensembles and this this one is another just golden era it truly and is. a member of the guild of familiar yes this, this is another one yeah, again if if me and brooks relationship and eventual marriage was a building <laughs> there would be a brick that said twister on it yes all well, that early because on. That i was, remember we connected over that movie. i found you on facebook and one of your favorite movies was listed as twister i'm like this this 
this could work. <laughs> and it did. There's, there's, there's a foundation we could lay. Yeah. I was right. So let's get to the topic at hand, yes. the film Twister. Twister was released on May 10th, 1996. So right before the Olympics in Atlanta. Ah. The big deal. Uh, starring Bill Paxton, Helen Hunt, and Carrie Elwes. Now, there's some other actors we're going to talk about. Right. But, you they know, were the, they those, were, the those were the big players, yeah, I think, you know. This is a movie about tornadoes. It's a movie about one of the most powerful and violent forces in nature. Right. So, we're going to open right up with a tornado, yes. actually. An opening scene. This nice, quaint, Midwestern town in Oklahoma County, which is in Oklahoma. Right. This entire film takes place in Oklahoma. Which is smacking... The middle, tornado Alley, right? Which what is Tornado Alley? It's it's I guess like in my head I'm drawing the I'm drawing yeah the it's line, a but it's yeah. the swath right in the middle of the country yeah where I, I'm from Texas so it's uh, just a bad we, spot for th- that. this was a constant state of affairs right yeah you were from Dallas yes I'm from Dallas so and from I was born in Oklahoma so this movie I was a lot like, of yeah. bad storms a lot of bad storms there yes we're right in the middle of Tornado Alley that's where we're set right we see a family. Mm-hmm. This is the Thornton family. That's yeah. Joe's maiden name is Thornton. I never till this moment knew that. Yeah, the Thornton family has a daughter named Joe, and it's clearly a time jump. It's not modern era because we're looking at a yeah. You we're know, jumping. The yeah, 70s. this is clearly like uh, probably the sixties or seventies. Yeah. So we're looking at a flashback. There's already a storm in progress. It's brewing. Right. Right. And it's bad. And in fact, it's it's already there essentially. And we see Joe's dad. He seems really stern and really he's he's, he's serious. Focused. He's paying attention to the TV, and it's already talking about a tornado warning. So it's bad. Mm-hmm. He's drinking his coffee and stuff and trying to stay cool about it, obviously. We see some shots from outside the house, and we can hear, like, the sound. Yeah. Which is, if you know, if you know this film, they... they they use some specific sounds with these twisters. Yeah. In the end, things escalate to the point where they have to get to the storm cellar, right? Right. And we hear the dad give some exposition, even in this shot. It could be an F5. <laughs> Which, if you know tornadoes, it's the worst type on it's the Fuji It's the worst, scale. right. It's the worst. They get into the cellar as the twister approaches, and it begins to pull the cellar door off the hinges. This is when Joe's father attempts to hold the door shut. To save his wife and daughter. And then we had this moment, right, where Joe looks up through the window of the cellar, like we see her fascination. It's in that already, moment. yeah. We see that moment. Well, it's and it's and it's a common thing. It's that it's the it's the I don't know, like the joining of fascination and fear. There's something alluring right. about it, even though it's awful. Yes. So not only do we see her fascination with it, essentially the twister goes right over the cellar, and he's the door he's start, yelling. I can't yeah. hold it. He's trying to hold the door shut. It's pulling the door off the hinges. His family watches in horror. The mother and Joe and their dog, they watch in horror as the dad is sucked up into the tornado. And it's awful and sad. It is sad and into certain death. And what really makes it tragic uh, is that it doesn't pull the rest of the family out. It's just kind of one of those horrible things that just like if he had stayed down there, he would have made it. I know. So not only does Joe have this fascination and fear with Twisters, it took her dad. So it's like... It it's going to become her obsession as well. Yeah, know. and that's really why I call it the white whale for this for this particular movie because it's both the thing that she has a fascination with, and the thing that she kind of almost right. She can't take revenge on it, so she has to learn as much as she can about right. It. And and if you know the term white whale, yes, definitely a literary right. term. It comes from Moby Dick because yes. Captain Ahab was obsessed with the white whale 
up until the point of his demise. Demise, which is now, which is interesting. Which is interesting. We're going to talk about that because I really wanted to start talking about it now, Perfect. but I, well, let's wait uh, <laughs> until we get to that part because I think Joe is heading down the path of a Captain Ahab. Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about how she eventually is redeemed from that path. Right. So we see a brief moment outside the storm cellar. Total devastation. Yeah. It's only for a second, and then it fades to present day. It's a time jump. We see very briefly a satellite over the Earth, and it gives us the name of this kind of headquarters. Yeah. And the satellite is for what is the NSSL. NSSL, yeah. The National Severe Storm Laboratory. Is the NSSL real? I have to look. I don't know, and I feel like I should know that, but I'm also not a storm chaser. So. Well, I, I I just typed it in, so the NSS, yes, National oh, okay. Severe Storm. I mean, that would make sense for yeah. it to be real. Serves the nation by working to improve lead time and accuracy of severe weather warnings and forecasts. Uh, of course. Yeah. Now, they're very important. Yes. They're very important, but in Twister, they serve as exposition. They're simply... <laughs> When it shows the NSSL, it's basically for them to go, uh-oh, there's a big one coming. And, and then, then, and then we know that we're okay. Or someone is saying, hey, NSSL has predicted blah, right. blah, blah. Or NSSL is, is, is saying simply blah, blah, blah. serves to push the plot forward. Right. And it's like a typical bustling, like, oh, no, people yeah. are running from screen to screen. And it's right. what you would think. Right after we see this exposition with the NSSL talking about you know, we're computers everywhere, maps with radars and stuff, yeah. like on these big screens. And then immediately we're off. What are we off to? To the best musical part of the film. <laughs> the music that has, like, fueled my excitement for years. It's the Wheat Field. Like, that's the name of the song, yeah, actually. But it's, it's the kind of the, of the overture for the... Um, it's the, the Storm Chasers. It's kind of the Joe and suite. Bill's. It was Bill and Joe's, like, the Storm Chasing Suite. It's yeah. essentially their theme. So, and it's very, it's very like kind of frontier cowboy sounding yeah. and a lot of the music is which is great because it's set it in uses that it's kind of sounds like that i love it yeah it does so it's so we you know we're paint we're we're it's a wide shot of this truck driving through you guessed it well, a wheat field. I, I th- i'm pretty sure they use probably a plane or a helicopter to yeah. film this it's we're, we're we're zooming over like these beautiful flatlands yes in the ah, midwest the horizon and we but come yeah, upon so- <laughs> a red dodge truck a beautiful brand new Obviously, this film was a commercial for this Dodge truck. <laughs> there are several 90s movies that are like that. And who is in the truck? Vehicle. Our dear, beloved Bill Paxton. Yeah. And as the character of Bill Harding. As Bi- so, Bill. Yeah. Well, he's Bill, Bill the Extreme Harden. Yeah. Harding, excuse yeah. me. And his fiance, Dr. Melissa Reeves. Oh, yeah. All right. Played by Jamie Gertz. Yes. They're heading somewhere. But and- we get pretty quickly what they're off to do. Yeah, there's a specific reason why Bill and Dr. Reeves, Melissa. Melissa! Yeah. Melissa. We'll just call her Melissa. As, as I know Bill. her name. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I, well, what does he say that, that signals Well, that. there's a bit of an introduction between, the, you know, we're introducing Bill. Right. As a character and Melissa. Right. And you'll have to tell me what you're referring to. Okay, here. no, because in the cards, you're like, so you do you think do you think she signed the papers? Ah, uh, yes. And he okay. goes, I know, I know she did. Which we know probably she absolutely didn't. Because right. anytime a character says that, it's probably not true. Yeah. Otherwise, then, there'd be no plot. Then we move to our beloved storm chasing team, which is led by an older Joe, played by Helen Hunt. Excellent actress. Lovely. Yeah. 
and she leads. Uh, it's an eight-man team. It's a great ensemble. Yes. And I'm going to name them off real quick. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman plays Dusty Davis. Alan Ruck as Robert Rabbit Nurick. And if you don't know who Alan Ruck is, he was Cameron from Ferris Bueller. Bueller's Day Off. Sean Whalen as Alan Sanders. Jeremy Davies as Brian Lawrence. Joey Slotnick as just Joey. Todd Field as Tim Beltzer Lewis. Scott Thompson as Jason Preacher Rowe. And these are, they have nicknames. Yeah. You know. And Wendell Josepher as Patty Haynes. That is the That's storm the chase. That's Joe's team. Joe, her name actually is Joe Harding. It's not Joe Thornton anymore. It's Joe Harding. And that connects to what Bill is doing. So Bill arrives with Melissa. And he immediately starts to in, introduce Melissa to the group. And, they, they're, and he's, they're like, oh, my God, it's oh, Bill. Oh, they're so excited. They're, You're back. You're back. The so extreme. So obviously and, it's been a minute. And they're calling him the extreme. <laughs> I think I'm imagining being Bill Paxton. I'm like, I'm playing this role where I'm like the coolest guy on the block. Everybody calls me the extreme. I feels pretty good. Was, Written and directed by Bill Paxton. No, yeah. <laughs> it's just a funny. I yeah, always thought that. Like, he, he probably feels pretty good. Like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Extreme. Yeah. <laughs> right. So anyway, he comes in, the group immediately embraces him. Joe's being kind of awkward, and the reason why is because Bill and Melissa are there because Bill is there to get the signed divorce papers from Joe. They're getting a divorce. And he is planning to marry Melissa. Yeah, he's he's engaged with Melissa. <laughs> Bill is called the extreme by the group, leading us to believe that Bill isn't so square as he comes to off, off to us at first. You know, he's real jacket. real pleasant in his blazer. Bill is there to get Joe to sign divorce papers, guys. They have a volatile relationship, don't they? Yes. They don't know whether they want to fight or, you know. Do something else yeah, right. opposite of that. Right. Joe is dodging the subject of the divorce papers initially. Yeah, and, right away. Well, here's the thing is what's interesting about this is that, you know, she still has it bad for the extreme. She yeah. has it bad for Billy. It's very obvious that she's in fact what do we see her do when bill arrives and starts talking about the papers if she she moves like it looked like a class ring mm -hmm. and she like that was that was on her right hand she moved it to her left hand where she was still wearing her wedding ring so right. kind of hide it she had never taken it off um yes although i will say even though yes joe has it bad for bill it's not long before we realize he's got it bad for her yes he does no 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 bill and we're I mean, going to talk a little yet, bit more about Bill's whole appearance and even being with Melissa says yeah. a lot about what Bill's trying to do yes. with his life. We see Bill and Joe, again, volatile relationship. They have a volatile relationship, and they're trying not to get into it. Yeah. Joe makes little jabs here and there about Bill's choice to move on because she's not moved on. No. She's not. He has, in a physical sense, like in a, it looks like he's moved on. Right. But he's Joe, doing the typical, I'm going to do this, and then the feelings will follow. But Joe, but, well, yes, but Joe is actually still in the same position she was in, obviously, probably when Bill left. Right. So Joe has missed a page on the papers. When they pull the papers out, Joe's like, you know, Bill's like, hey, you missed a spot, right? Yeah. And Joe takes a look at it and uses this as an opportunity to drag it out even further. It's kind she of annoying. It, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of annoying. It's kind of cute. Joe and Melissa meet. Now, here's the thing about Melissa, Jamie Gertz. <laughs> she's very pleasant. Yeah, she's sweet. She's sweet. Wrong place, wrong time. Totally. And why this is impressive is because a lot of films, a lot of times it seems that they try to make those people unpleasant. Yeah, they make them a villain. Because we want to root for the protagonist to get back together or to yeah. get together again, you know, that kind of thing. Not the case with this. No. Melissa is a sweet lady, and she 
maintains that really throughout. She does. It's just obvious that she does not fit into this scenario. So Bill is seemingly moving forward with his life, right? Mm -hmm. He's no longer a storm chaser. In fact, he's a weatherman. He goes from chasing the storms to going inside a building and and reporting them. Which, Uh, I mean, let's, let's let's look at the differences really quick between those two jobs. Storm chaser, they're in the field. It's messy. It's dirty. They have to make quick changes, quick decisions. Right. And in the newsroom, it's, well, hello. Today, we're looking at a forecast. Right. It's very it's, both are important. And Bill is trying to be opposite of everything he used to be. This isn't a negative commentary on weather. No, but it's weathermen. just showing the difference between the life he led and the life he is trying to lead now. Right. Or is leading now, supposedly. Yeah. So he's trying to get this divorce thing sewn up. And right as he's about to do it, Joe mentions Dorothy. And that gets Bill all excited. Like, Dorothy's what? not a person. What is Dorothy? An instrument pack for studying tornadoes. Like, <laughs> you know how he said it. Yes. When she asks what, what's Dorothy, you know, he yes. looks at Melissa. And Melissa's like, yeah, he says that. Oh, my so gosh. So why is Bill so enamored with Dorothy? Because they, it's it's their, and it's his invention. Yeah, it's his, his invention. idea. It's his design. And they, and I, I guess we can assume that before he left, they did not have a model. Or, so yeah. in the time between him leaving and now, somehow they have created the model because she's like, she's here. And he's like, show me. He's right. like, forget the papers. Yeah, he forgets. And then they, you know, he show, she shows him. Yeah, and Dorothy essentially looks like a metal cylinder, almost like the size of a trash can. Yeah. And and has all these other, like, parts on it and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And housed inside this cylinder. And it's very, like, rudimentary looking. Like, it's yeah. very crudely made because, like, they're probably working with what they've got. So housed inside this cylinder are these little spheres, mm-hmm. probably about the size of maybe a golf ball, yeah. maybe a little larger, yeah. of these sensors. And, and the purpose of Dorothy is you have to get the entire, it's called an, a pack. Right. You have to get it in close proximity to the tornado, and then the tornado has to suck up the sensors because, you know, that's yeah, what a tornado the, does. Yeah, the, because the top opens and it releases the sensors and they go, and she says they, they measure all parts of the to- uh, tornado simultaneously. And the purpose is, again, to... Increase warning time. Increase, uh, to, yeah, to create a better advanced warning system to save lives, yeah. you know. And we see, you know, Joe's connection is her dad, yes, right? right. That's her personal connection with this. So Bill is completely not even thinking about the divorce papers anymore. You know, Melissa doesn't get any of this stuff either. She's just, again, she's ready to go. Mm-hmm. When the group gets word that a storm is hitting with a with a potential tornado, they mobilize. And again, Bill has forgotten about the papers. And by the time he realizes it, they are on the road. So now yeah, Bill yeah. and Melissa have to jump in the caravan <laughs> with their beautiful red Dodge truck. Yeah, They have to jump into this caravan and go after the storm so yeah. they can essentially just get Joe to sign one line en route to the first storm. This is when we meet Jonas. Jonas <laughs> and his gang. Yep. Jonas Miller. Yeah, Dr. Jonas Miller, and he's played by Carrie Elwes. Jonas yes. and his gang in their ominous black vans. Very uniform yeah. looking, very sleek. And obviously funded. They're obviously funded, right? Yeah. Because in the words of Bill, he's all about the money. Not the science. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he went out and got himself a bunch of corporate sponsors. Yeah. But so he doesn't, was it, he he doesn't has, have instincts, yeah. and he doesn't have Dorothy, yeah. so he thinks. And this is important to understand about Jonas. He has no instincts, okay? Right. So Jonas has resources, mm-hmm. but no instincts. Bill and Joe have and, their lim- team. Have lim- and their team have limited resources, but they are so instinctual. 
and they're in lockstep and they, and they care about each other. Yeah. They, again, they really, they're have, a family. We have a family Jonas dynamic. <laughs> treats everybody in his crew like crap. Yep. And you have Bill and Joe, which are almost like these paternal and maternal figures mm-hmm. over this, this loud, rowdy group of kids you know, kids. Yeah. But these people love each other. Yeah. All of them. So after Bill kind of gives this exposition on Jonas, you know, we find out that Jonas was actually on the crew. Yeah. But he got impatient. He wanted to be famous. He wanted to be rich. So he got him some corporate sponsors, broke off from the group and is now leading his own, you know, group of storm chasers. In the midst of this moment when they're watching, you know, Jonas's black vans pass them, you know, heading to the storm. One of Jonas's crew almost runs Bill off the road, and he gets a flat tire. So yep. the group has to stop at a diner. And it's here that Bill realizes that Jonas has done something very bad. Not only did he leave the group high and dry, yep. <clears throat> but Jonas ripped off his design for Dorothy. He has his own similar machine called the Dot 3. Yep. And he's given a little demonstration, a little, was it? Was he giving a news report? It was report? a camera crew. Oh, there's a camera crew yeah. on him? Well, when Bill sees that, this is where we see the extreme. Yes. This is who Bill really is. He tries to attack Jonas physically. It, it's over. The extreme has... We are now seeing the extreme in action. And he is trying to rip Jonas's head off. Like, I mean, he's <laughs> trying to get to him. Yep. He does manage to knock his hat off. Yeah. That's what he manages to do. Yes. But I think it. if, it, if he were unhindered... Fly. If he were unhindered... Yes. Yeah. It would have been bad. And I don't think uh, Jonas would have stood a chance against the no. extreme. No, obviously not. And and Bill's the extreme because he's the extreme. What yep. can we say? Bill has had two things happen to him since he's arrived, right? right. One, he has seen Dorothy. Yep. Two, he has seen that Jonas has ripped off his design. Mm-hmm. And he turns to Joe. And so he could have turned to Joe and said, and this would have been the shortest movie in history. It would have been a 10-minute movie. Right. Mm-hmm. He could have turned to Joe and said, Sign the paper so I can get out of here. I'm done. And I think maybe Joe might have obliged him. She was really, I think she felt bad for Bill in that yeah. moment. Yeah. What does Bill say? One day, whether she flies or not, I'm gone. Referring to Dorothy. Mm-hmm. So Bill decides to stay for one day. We'll see what happens Right. That. Mm-hmm. While at the diner on the stop, we find that Melissa is not only very pleasant, but very perceptive. Yes. Her and Joe have a moment in the diner. What happens? So... They're both, you know, buying things or whatever. Like coffee and yes. the, uh, drinks. Lemonade. Le- yeah. Billy, I got you a lemonade. Yeah. But, um, um, and I might, might I point out that in the background of the diner, Shania Twain is playing and it's No One Needs to Know Right Now, which I remember that song when I was a kid. Well, I had the soundtrack. Yes. I had the Twister soundtrack. Yes, but that's so, po- but it's it's perfect because it's obviously about a person yeah. who is in the middle of a fair and no one needs to know. I was now. 16 when this movie came out <laughs> and I was like, man, yeah, tornadoes, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. And I, yeah, I, I was obsessed with this film. Yeah, I, I loved still it. am. Well, and, and, and this was something I wanted to say at the beginning oh, and yeah. we never got into is that just, it's very brief, just that I was really into tornadoes as a kid. Yeah. As you were. Yes. We talked about that. I was super into I mean, it. I checked out tornado books from the library. Mm-hmm. And I was really scared of them, too. It was like a fear fascination yep. thing. They yeah. do go hand in hand. It really was. And I remember where I was when I saw the poster for Twister. It was um, th- that iconic black you know, oh, funnel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you see Bill Paxton and, and Helen Hunt's characters. You see Bill this, and Joe yeah, and running from it. Twister, the dark side of nature. And it seemed really you know, exciting and creepy kind of at yeah. the same time. And the dark side of nature. And I just remember thinking, they're making a movie about tornadoes. Oh like, man, I'm I am here for it. Straight yeah. into my veins. <laughs> so we both Brooke and I both had a a 
pre-existing interest yes. in, in tornadoes. Yes. We always had, because like I said, I lived in Texas. We had a lot of electrical storms. The power would go out all the time. There's yeah. always crazy, crazy storms. You know, the wind, the trees like bending down to the touch of the ground. And I used to pretend that I could control the weather. So I'd have levers that I created out of wire hangers, which right. is unsafe. Uh, and I pretend I was controlling the weather. So like, yes, pre-existing conditions here. And we both love this movie. So Yes. Okay, so back to Joe and Melissa. This right. is the first square off. And might I say, I don't want to, you know, I'm going to let you explain right, it. Right, right, But <laughs> you go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, they're talking and she says, oh, well, you know, he just hasn't really told me about all this. And The uh, storm chasing. The storm chasing and Jonas and, and all that. Right. And Joe's kind of like, uh, yeah, you know, because she's saying, you know, Jonas is going to wait to see what Bill does. She's basically saying, like, he knows Bill's better than him, and he's going to wait to see what he does. He's not going to make any moves by himself. And then, you know, I hasn't told him about all this, and then she's like, if you have to pee, you should do it now. She's kind of like, I'm not trying to get into an actual dialogue with you. Yeah, she's trying to kind of be dismissive. And then, for, like, the longest three seconds in history, uh, Melissa stares at Joe. Like, right through her. Yes, and she's like, you're still in love with him, aren't you? And Joe does not answer. Oh, no. No, let me say Melissa walks away with that one. Like, yeah. Point goes to Melissa on that oh, one. Oh, yeah. She shuts it down. And she's like, it's not that I blame you. I just hope this isn't a last-ditch effort right. to keep him in your life. And Joe's like, uh, and then Joe like pays for her drinks. And then and leaves. Like, Still out. doesn't say anything. Like, no. Joe is caught right there. Boom. <laughs> we can see it. She was not expecting Melissa to say it. Mm-hmm. Melissa, she's smart. She's sharp. She's a doctor. Yeah, she's a she... reproductive therapist. Yes. <laughs> and some of her conversations that she has with her clients throughout the whole film are funny. Yes. But she is intelligent. Yeah, and, she and, is. You know, she knows what's going on. Yeah. Here's the thing, guys. While that's going on, what's Bill doing outside? He, <laughs> he is becoming one with nature. He's the extreme. No, this is where we really see who he who he kind of is meant to be, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has an understanding, right? He's he's watching the clouds. He's watching the weather, seeing which way the yeah picks up the dirt and lets the wind take it. Too. Right, and he's like, you know, obviously sensing something. Then Dusty comes out. Yep, and is and uh, obviously he knows he knows that Bill the, the uh, clouds by this point have turned green. Yes, and, and and previously Joe's already said that Meg, her aunt Meg, called uh, Bill a human barometer. So he's out there being a human barometer. Yeah. So Bill has this this supernatural almost understanding of what's going to happen once bill right. sees that a tornado is going to hit he's he it's like he knows it going yeah. green he mm-hmm. says that you know greenage greenage yeah dusty and he's and he says saddle him up I'm yeah like, we're saddle back, him up we're back to the cowboy movie it's like he's forgetting that he is no longer really leading this group it's really joe's group at this right. point but bill goes right back into but his they previous want him role back. right he jumps in with joe and melissa is directed to drive alone and keep up with the group come on i know this is where we kind of start to see maybe the veneer crack a little bit with yep. does Bill love Melissa? Right. Because if he did, I think he'd be like, I'll hop in with you. Or he would have already had Joe sign the papers. Right. Yeah. Right. He wouldn't have get like yeah, there's a lot of small this steps. This is that where up we this. get the montage of the chase where we see as we approach the first tornado, guys, we're we're finally getting to it. We've been talking for a half hour about to get to the first tornado. Yes. Uh we see each member of the crew showing their own version of crazy. You know, yes. right? It's it's like how they all how they each respectively hype up for right. a chase. And I and my favorite is Dusty and he begins the charge. Right. With yes. it's the wonder of nature, baby. And then who's he turns on? Led Zeppelin? And it's like blaring from his, and it's got he's got like a speaker from his car that's blasting yeah. the Be- barn burner. Excuse yeah. me, it's not a car, it's a van. Belzer and Patty are listening to Oklahoma. They're the singing musical. it. Yeah, the, the, uh, yeah, but I'm I'm sure they're probably singing it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, 
preacher has uh, um, some music. Uh, William classical. Tell is it William Tell's overture? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, the William Tell overture. They're all it's just showing that they're all. They all have stuff that they do to like get rid. Yeah, they're and they're unique and they're funny and, and again, it's, it's great because of course by the end of the sequence, all the songs have like yeah. synced up. Oh, perfectly. it's funny the way they shoot it. It just goes and Oklahoma. Oh, I just yeah. yeah, I love them. And then we end with Bill and Joe. Right, Bill and Joe. Right, they have no music because <laughs> again, they're immediately picking up where they left off when they last spoke, which was they don't know again. If they want to argue or really move in their natural partnership. Yeah. Right? Well, because we see at first they start talking about the weather and it's like you see their partnership. It's yeah. like th- they really do complement each other. And then they start fighting. Yeah. Because Joe moves right Joe into. Joe cannot resist bringing up Melissa. And Bill is super defensive. Yep. We're going to talk a little bit later why he was super defensive. But Bill's like getting so upset over... Yeah. I love her. I love Melissa. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm like, happy with Melissa. Who are I you? Tr- My question is, who are you trying to convince that you're right. happy with Melissa? Joe or yourself, right? Yeah. I'm happy with, 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 I right. know her name. Right. <laughs> Melissa. During this time, the first tornado hits the F1. The crew gives chase and Jonas, who knows nothing and is counting on what Bill and Joe do, as Brooke said, follows. They get to the tornado, but they are unable to deploy Dorothy in time. Joe and Bill have to take cover. To deploy Dorothy, it seems like a great opportunity. The Twister's coming right up behind them. Yeah. But it's it's coming up behind them at such a rate that they can't... They have Safely to, do well, it. Well, they have yeah. to take the pack out of the truck. And this is Joe's yellow old truck, you know. Yeah. Well, they don't have time to unlatch it and get it out. They yeah. have to immediately take cover under a bridge. The Twister picks up Joe's truck... Uh, Joe tries to go out and look uh, under it. Look, you know, yeah, look up under it. Yeah, she tries to crawl thing. into the tornado. Again, I like want to see it. That's the first so, time we see that that moment. That I want to see it. I want to yeah. see it. And Bill has to manhandle her right. out of the situation. Yeah. By the time it's over, Joe almost dies. Her truck is destroyed, and the first of four Dorothys it's is gone. as well. Was never able. They were ever, They were never able to deploy it. The crew is used to this stuff. It seems they're just kind of like, whoa. Yeah. You know? Do you see that? Right. Yeah. But Melissa. Upon actually seeing what Bill used to do is totally freaked out. She's like, oh, okay. Without a truck, Joe needs another one. Bill's truck. Yep. Bill just has this beautiful red Dodge Ram pickup. Yep. With very little coaxing, Bill's beautiful new Dodge becomes the lead truck with a new Dorothy in the back. And mm-hmm. you remember, he's liability only. Liability only. And he goes, <laughs> no way. And with his, his big toothy grin. Yeah, he's like, no way. <laughs> and then right. the next scene. The crew heads to another tornado already in progress. This is what I call the Sisters Tornado yes. or the F2. And we're moving up. Moving right, up. right. Joe and Jonas's crews are both giving chase to this one, which conveniently for the plot is just a little larger than the first one. Right. Suddenly, Bill abruptly changes direction when they see the tornado because he realizes that's definitely a sidewinder. <laughs> Knowing the tornado would take a sudden turn again, Bill's got this cl- like clairvoyancy almost. Yeah. He understands them. To Jonah's annoyance, Bill was, Jonas's annoyance, Bill was right. Bill, Joe, and a terrified Melissa, who throughout the film is on the phone with her clients, drive into a, the twister that splits into two funnels. Yes. Bill, we're in the core. We're in the core. Oh, yeah. And what's the iconic thing that happens in this scene that everybody talks about? Well, the cows. The cows, right? Yes. We well, got the cow, cows. The this one is, cow. This me. is where the one cow is getting thrown around. The sisters throw them around a little, but they survive. Bill and Joe embrace. Uh, they're unable to deploy Dorothy for this one. And at this point, uh, they realize that they're 
close to Waikita. The crew pulls up. Yep. And they're like, hey, uh, we can't really. Someone couldn't help but notice how close we are to Waikita. Yeah. No. <laughs> What does Aunt What does Wakita mean? Wakita means Aunt Meg. Aunt Meg and Pla- food. And food. Aunt Meg, played by a wonderful actress, Lois yes. Smith, is just she's just the team mom. She is. She totally is. She serves what Brooke and I both hail as the greatest meal in film history. Absolutely. And what is it? It is steak and eggs and mashed potatoes and with gravy. It's like a food group, right? Yes. Around the table at Aunt Meg's, we hear stories of Bill the Extreme. As in, he once got drunk, naked, and threw an empty liquor bottle at a twister. Yes. So he used to be a real nut. Yep. Let's just go back and talk about the food, though. <laughs> I mean, that, when I watched that scene, can we just pause it and just go cook this right now? I know. And we have since, I mean, we've made this meal several times in, we our, have. And in our married life. And our refrigerator is this meal because we're going to do it in honor yes, of this episode. And we're, we're going to film it. We're going to, we're going to get you guys some pictures. But so the food, again, I've never <clears> been more like, oh my gosh, I want to, you know, I want that. Let's go make it, you know? We get more exposition on tornadoes. Not right. only do we find out Bill was a nut, but we find out that there's only one person in the group that's ever seen the most powerful tornado, which is the F5. Yes, because of course... As Preacher know, calls what? The finger of God. The finger of God. Because yeah. Melissa is serving as the audience, and she's asking yeah. the questions that we don't is know. Is there an F5? Yeah. What did she say? Um, yeah, well, is there an F5? What would that be like? And that's to that answer is the finger of God. And Bill Which, answers... Only one of us. Right. It's Joe. It. It's Joe. We also find, through a moment with Aunt Meg and Joe, that Joe is indeed, like, in love with Bill. Right. Like, we see it, but with Aunt Meg, Joe kind of comes apart. She's yeah. crying, and she's like... I mean, uh, not hysterically, but she's... No, but she's got tears. Yeah, and, and like, and, and before that, we've seen Bill kind of throw some glances Joe's yeah. way. I mean, we already know they're still into each other, but... Um, Bill is she much, kind of levels with Aunt Meg. Yeah. And I asked Toby, and I don't actually know this. Like, I don't know if Aunt Meg is her mother's sister or her dad's, or her dad's but know. obviously we know the story, and Aunt Meg knows her story. Yeah. And it, she's um, just, I love the scenes with Aunt Meg. She's I, lovely. I, I just, if if a character leaves you wanting more, they've done their job. And right? also, let's talk about her architecture and the things she's built. It just yeah, adds well, to her. Her front yard is filled with these metal windmills that it's like art yeah it's gorgeous and they they turn with the wind obviously they look like almost like oars in some way i don't know like they they just yeah they're wind chimes and windmills and she just designs them and and actually when they approach she's in the process of doing something else so she's just a neat character the party at aunt meg's is interrupted when dusty suddenly exclaims that nssl has predicted an f3 which is strange since this is <laughs> it's all problematic about problematic for a few reasons. It's problematic because this is about creating an advanced warning system and they're getting the advanced warnings. It seems like everybody just needs to tune into NSSL. Right. It feels like we're just all on the same on the wrong channel. So they got pretty advanced warning there, so good job, guys. F three, the jumper. <laughs> oh, that's what they call it. That's what Bill has a name for all these. I'm sorry, just the <laughs> Sisters. It's a jumper. Sidewinder. Sidewinder. I don't know. <laughs> On this chase, we hear the movie song for the film that was contributed by Van Halen. Yes. It's called Humans Being. I love this song. Yes, it's great. I loved it. I was like... Yeah, dun, 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 I always just dun. called it Shine On. I liked how the orchestra started playing the theme, and yeah. then it went into um, <clears throat> Van Halen, because I, I always thought that was cool. Again, I love this movie when it came out, so I bought the soundtrack. Yeah. You know, for like thirteen eighty eight at Walmart, which was like the, the base price of Here's CDs. Here's the difference between me and you. You bought the soundtrack and loved it. I was angry that the score was not available, so I got yeah. nothing. 
Right. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know I why they didn't the do that. Score. Right. The score is pretty. I it's mean, iconic. Yeah. I mean, well, it's it's there's obviously a theme. It's there's obviously like an orchestral theme. Yeah. Them, so and I understand they, why they really wouldn't. captured like the, the sound of the region. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought so. Whatever. I'm still upset about yeah. it. So back to the F3. It's freaky. It's super unpredictable. Bill calls it a jumper. It touches down, then goes back up into the cloud. It moves unnaturally fast. It ends up, as Joe and Bill approach it to deploy the second Dorothy, it right. ends up knocking over a telephone pole, which strikes it, hits and the Dorothy, before they can even get it out. Like yeah. The telephone pole falls while uh, it's in Bill's truck, and it destroys it. Yeah. Joe gets really full foolhardy here. This she is tr- where she shows her Captain Ahab moment. Yeah. She tries to essentially still try to salvage the Dorothy as this uh, F3 jumper tornado is still like ready to like... They could die. <laughs> yeah, it's still ready and raring to go. Yeah. You know? So she almost gets killed again, leading Bill to berate her about having a death wish with Twisters because yeah. one killed her dad. The writing isn't... Fantas- it's not phenomenal, well, but it because gets he the says, point across. He says, I'm sorry about your dad. No, I'm sorry he died, but it was yeah, a long time it. ago. And I'm like, I'm like bro. Well, like, you, there's other ways of putting it. But, but it's what, true to his character. He has no bedside manner. No. So what is Bill really saying here? You know? Yeah. What he's saying with his terrible bedside manner is, <laughs> Joe, you're phenomenal at this. You have a gift, but you're doing it for something in the past. You're trying to do something for the future, but you're you're living in the past. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. She, he said, um, stop living in the past and look at what you've got right in front of you. And she says, what's that? She, me. Me, Joe. Yeah, me, Joe. Bill has been suppressing this. Not really necessarily well. It's not like any of us had any doubt what but was going Joe, on. But, but, but Bill has finally come out and said, I am. I love you, basically, is what he's saying. Is I'm here. Yeah. And but it also, to me, it provides a little bit of context of possibly why he left. Because if she was like that, if she was we find borderline, that, not, I don't want to say suicidal because that's not what she was, but she was so driven that she would gen- genuinely have killed well, herself one of the trying. Things that, one of the things that Joe says in the exchange right here after, yeah. after the F3 is she says, you've never seen it miss this house, this house, and this house, and come for you. So she almost seems like... It's, it's a personal vendetta. Yeah, like like against she can't. These storms. Like, it's like revenge, but but not. This is the moment, though. You know, Bill has presented the truth, which yep. is it is true. It's true. Like he says, Joe, you're living in the past, and I'm here, and I haven't left. I said I was going to be here one day, and he has been there longer, right? Everyone's hearing this, yes, including that's Melissa. Just, that's just what I was about to get oh, to. Oh, all sorry. of it. No, no, no. You're good. All yeah. this happened over the radio. Golly. So Melissa heard it. So the crew is down two Dorothys. And have so much emotional baggage to rifle through. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So they stop at a motel <laughs> slash drive-in theater. It's like a... That's actually a really cool whatever. Yeah, it's like... Because there's the drive-in theater and cars are parked and people are watching The Shining. Yeah, which... Yes. Right, of all mm-hmm. movies. Something I know. crazy like that. <laughs> and there's also a motel there because we see that Melissa's in the hotel and she's really upset. She's she, staring she just, at her. She just heard, she's staring at a ring. Yeah. She's just heard her fiancé tell his... What was supposed to be his ex-wife that he's basically like, I still love you, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Now, based on how Joe's been behaving, you would think this would be great news. <laughs> but this is the problem with Joe. When Joe is presented with the truth, she gets angry, you know, she shuts down. Yeah. And moves away from whatever presents her with the truth. Right. She's signing the divorce papers. You would think she'd be like, this is great. She, Yeah, what's the saying? Like, she cuts off her nose to spite her face. Right. Like, well, I think this, we're looking at Bill and Joe. Yeah. Two very... I would say people that are stubborn. Yeah. And I think there's some pride there. I think there's definitely oh, yeah. some. And they don't want to show 
that how they truly feel because yeah, neither sho- one wants to give any. No, really. because showing how you truly feel is a sign of vulnerability. And, yeah. and, and they're, they're so, but the fact that Bill showed us first mm-hmm. does say something about where Joe's at. Right. Like, and Bill's and like basically, cause I think Bill's like basically like, Hey, at least I'm, at least I'm trying to make strides to move on. Right. We know it didn't work. Bill, mm-hmm. Look, Bill went right back. Bill tried to run from who he was meant to be, and yeah. he ended up running headlong into it again. Yeah. So, and, which I think is one of the messages of this movie that yeah. I got from it, which is you can run from what you're meant to be, but you end up running right back into it. You can't get away from it. Yeah, you can't. But I think Bill's saying, hey, at least I'm trying to change my life. Yeah. At least I'm trying to find, you know, to maybe find some other happiness. Yeah. You know? And now here I am coming back to you saying... Here hey, I am. It didn't work. I still love you. And now you're like, I'm gonna sign the divorce papers, yeah. right? Well, these divorce papers never get to Bill because <laughs> they're interrupted by another tornado. The F four, completely without warning. Right. It's like it's, a nice night. It's like very pleasant. And out. silently, it is silent. It just shows up. It's coming. Right. It's already. It's here. already here. No, but like. I mean, and I told Toby, I said, I love this part because there's a part where the lightning flashes and you see the funnel. We didn't even get yeah, to hear Yeah, and then suddenly, hey guys, how's it going? Here comes F4. I'm here. Seriously. We're, we're, we're going to get started with this thing tonight. Uh, so, And this one's devastating. Yeah, it is. It destroys the theater. It injures Preacher. He's okay, but yeah. he is injured This in is it. the first time we see the storm chasers actually in peril. Yeah, they're, and they're freaked out. Like, yeah. they're not okay about yes. this, you know. This is actually kind of an important tornado for them. They do survive the F4, and immediately after, Dusty's like... He's listening to what NSSL is saying yeah, and finds out that the F4 was heading for Waikita, which is Ant-Man. And we all know they're going. So the crew's got to get to Waikita. Right. Because Ant-Meg could be in danger or even worse, right? Right. And this is where we get to another major plot point, and that's Bill and Melissa. Yes. So he, you know, she, as we know, she, she's seen so much and has now heard the big, right. And, and, and one thing know. that she, in the midst of her hysterical babbling, uh, during the storm, mm-hmm. one thing she does say clearly is I don't want to do this anymore. Right. So, and she's already been looking at the ring. So we have some clues here, but, um, so Bill has brought her on this Bill, horrible, I think, didn't he? T- yeah. He told her to stay there. He told her stay at the motel and he'll be back tomorrow. Right. And she says, I won't be there. Yeah. She basically says, "I'm going back," and she says, "And she's the thing is, I'm not even that upset." Yeah. Like, and Bill isn't either. And, and then, and again, just to show you what kind of a stand-up woman she was, mm-hmm. she says, "You know, go. She needs you." Like she knew, like you love her. Yeah, this isn't over. But it's but she was so right though. Like Joe needs Bill. She does. Like, and Bill needs Joe. He do- oh absolutely. Right. But um yeah so she's so Melissa's fine. She knows her way home. Right, she does. She and, does. Um, and she really does. Like, she is a strong, successful person. Yeah, and, I really, and, I actually really love her. No, she's, she's great. She's really great. Um, and I I hope she found another nice yeah. weatherman. Right. But, uh, so that was, a, so so he's been, to say it cheaply, he's been freed up. Yes. And. and but, but we can't act on it now because no, no, we no, got to no. get to Waukeda. No, because Aunt Meg. Aunt Meg's home is decimated. She's trapped. They're able to free her. Yeah, Bill and Joe go in. Yeah. Before. Any first responders, yeah. and as they just Aunt, get in there. Yeah, and as Aunt Meg is being tended to, Dusty, who is, I feel like, being serious for the first time in his life, right. you know, <laughs> informs Joe that NSSL has predicted the big one. Yes. The F5. It's happening. We've arrived. We've arrived. Meg basically tells Joe, like, look, this is what you're meant to do. Yeah, go do it. Like, don't, don't, don't stop now. 
You know, it's yeah. the big ones here. Even though we're all trying to get the whole purpose of this is for an advance warning. <laughs> we somehow all know that an, F, uh, an F5 is coming the night uh, I know. And before Bill and Joe can leave, what does Joe see? So... Before before I explain it, the the whole movie we've been having issues with Dorothy right she's not flying she's not flying what either she gets too close to the to the tornado and gets knocked over or nothing takes yeah the sensors aren't going when up. The, when it's deployed when the tops off it's it's being blown happens. away right? yeah so she's she's looking at Meg's windmills and so she's watching it and she goes I think I know how to make Dorothy fly without um, any kind of explanation Bill. Clairvoyantly knows exactly what she's talking about. Of course. So And they both even know the materials they need. Right. So we're addressing <laughs> the problem that the sensors are not flying up yes. into the tornado. And route to the F five, which the crew apparently drives all night. Yeah. Yeah. The crew makes a massive amount of helicopter propellers out of soda cans and Pepsi. attach them. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of Pepsi product placement here. Yeah. Yeah. So they make these little helicopter propellers and they attach them to the sensors. Right. Right. And there remember there are two Dorothy's left. Right. Now, yeah. here's here's one thing that I thought about the film that was really unexpected. They get to the F5 already in progress. It is a massive tornado. Oh, it's awful. It's yeah. massive. But I thought we would maybe see its formation. Uh, yeah. They essentially get there, and it's just, it's, it's already just like. It's like he has started the party who has been waiting yeah, for Yeah, it's them. like, oh, yeah, right? They get to the F5. They right. get to a place where they can attempt to deploy the third Dorothy. And they do. But the F5 throws a tree and like hits it like like this incredible and so not only are f5s huge but they right. are very intelligent no and all, they have like all kinds of things just hiding yeah inside just them. like oh i got all kinds of stuff in here i'm gonna just here just take this like it's like a lethal game of dodgeball no. it's not good so throw the so it throws a tree <laughs> and it hits the dorothy the the third dorothy mm-hmm. okay rendering it useless and this is where they realize the second problem because as the F5 is approaching the third Dorothy, the third Dorothy starts to blow away from it. Yeah. So so we can imagine that even if the debris didn't hit the Dorothy, right. I think that the closer the F5 got, the Dorothy would just eventually slid away. Yeah, and it's frustrating because they thought they'd fixed the problem. Right, so there's two problems. Problem yeah. number one is that the sensors needed a way to lift yes. into the sky. Problem number two is that the instrument pack's too light. Right. Uh, something has got to weigh it down. It needs an anchor. Yeah, in order to get to a point where it'll get into, as Dusty calls, the suck zone, right? <laughs> the suck zone. Right. So it's got to get sucked up into the tornado. So it's got to, it's got to, you know, it, it's got to be able to sustain itself. Yeah. Before it gets, you know, as it gets to that point, right? Right. So Bill and Joe are going for broke with the last Dorothy, but we can't forget the person that's been hot on Bill and Joe's heels as they've been chasing these tornadoes is Jonas. Yes. Here's um, where we really, yeah. right, and here's where we really see that Bill and Joe are really heroic because yeah. even if Jonas got close enough to deploy his instrument pack, the Dot 3, you know, they, they didn't care. They, they were yeah. fine with, the, that's not, they don't want to be competitive to the, to the point where it's gonna hurt somebody. Yeah, because I mean, but, look, they they're, the line of work is dangerous enough. It could kill Jonas if he's right. if he's stupid with this information. Right, and not only that, they didn't let Jonas deploy his instrument pack and leave and watch it. You know, not right. work. They told him. They said the pack is too light; it won't fly. Right. Jonas doesn't listen. Right. Mm-hmm. And of what's the not. issue? Right with this F five tornado. The F five. Uh, 
actually we hear it from someone from Jonas's crew. They say it's huge. It must be a mile wide. Right. So if something is a mile wide and you are right next to it, there's no escaping it for you. And there's no way of really knowing how it's going to move, you know. No, it is governed by wind. Right. <laughs> you and cannot. Yeah, it's the dark side of nature, right? <laughs> exactly. So, so not only does Jonas not know th- that his pack won't work. Right. He also is in peril because Bill begins to notice that the tornado starts to shift in Jonas's direction as he's attempting to position himself to deploy his pack. Yeah. So despite Bill and Joe's pleas, Jonas cuts off the radio. The F5 overtakes him, uh, overtakes his truck, it kills him and his partner, Eddie, and destroys his instrument pack. So Jonas yeah, is gone. Yeah, it's a pretty devastating death. It sucks, even though Jonas isn't a great guy. No. Um, it, it, you know, Bill and Joe are, are vo- both visibly upset about that. I mean, he used to be their friend, right? Yeah, they, I guess they were like in, I mean, they were in school together, right? Bill and Joe dodge every object imaginable, even a house, as they prepare to engage the F5. They have one last shot. They got to make it count. There's only one Dorothy yes. left. Right. And so Event- now they know. They know all the. They know all the keys to success. Right. Supposedly, so they employ all the things. Yeah, all the, all the things that they've learned, they employ them. Eventually, they are able to get it at just the right place. Yep. And they just jump out of the beautiful red Dodge Ram, which has been beaten up throughout the whole movie <laughs> yes. at this point. It's it's you know, you know, but it's a great truck. Liability only. Yeah. So it they leave it to coast. Yeah. Into and the twister. With it being anchored, the F five picks it right up. The, yeah, it opens and the sensors go up. And oh, like, yes! it's beautiful. Their their instruments back at the uh, van are lighting up. Yeah, you know? yeah. All the team is freaking out. They're like, "Oh my gosh, look at this! We already got stuff coming in." Yeah, and- all this information, jubilation. Yes, everyone's happy. But then the twister shifts in their direction. It becomes very ominous and yes. deadly. Right here's where it gets kind of stupid, though. Uh, right. Yeah. This is where I mean, it's already been leaning that way. Like when they drove through the house, and then we're seeing the succession. And drove of, through actual fire, and we're seeing the the Fujita scale step. Right. You know, so, one, two, three, four. Five, you know, uh, Bill and Joe hide in a barn and anchor themselves to piping. They can't escape the tornado. At one point, it like they were like 15 feet from it. They're like from me to you. At one yes. point, I was like, are you serious? And and there's no way, like, I mean, there are, there are like... You couldn't get an... Pieces of the gate, like, being thrown at you, but you but are you, on the ground. And you couldn't get an instrument pack near it, which is obviously heavier, heavier than a person. I know. It's, but they're able right. to run. Anyway, so, look... Okay, it's baked into the cake with movies like these, but the fact of the matter is... We are still is, here for it. We still yeah. love it. Die, like, fight Bill, me. This is the yeah. best. Bill and Joe go into this little barn and anchor themselves to piping because that... Why? Because the, they go down at least 30 feet. Yeah, he just knows. They go at least 30 feet. You know, he just knows how far <laughs> they go down. So they uh, anchor themselves with a belt. Somehow they survive. So like we said, this movie begins with an F5 and it ends with an F5. It also begins with who? Joe. So, okay, so... Joe and someone she loves. <laughs> and uh, so, in the beginning, you know, obviously we know what happened with her dad. But now, they're anchored to this piping. And what happens? They are inside the funnel. But it's the first time she's not tried to get there. And that's one thing I noticed this time after... Yeah. I mean, I've seen it a million times. I said, oh. The one thing she, she wanted to know. She was finally not seemed, trying yeah. to get into the funnel. She was actually trying to yeah, escape. She wanted to see it. She was all about seeing yes. what was going on in it. And she gets to look. And essentially, it looks like... You see, like, the the big twister, you know, and then inside it's, like, another little twister. And then, like, you can see, like, the, you know, you can the see, sky like, the above. the beautiful blue sky above it, you know. So she gets what she has been almost killing herself trying to do. And somehow but she But she's with Bill. That. Right. You know. That's where even being, 
you know, young, being a kid watching, I was kind of like, Listen. that wouldn't, nobody would live through that. I know. I thought that part was cool as a kid. I grew up and was like, mm, I have issues. But I remember me and my friends acting out the movie when we got home. My friend Joseph was Bill. I, of course, was Joe. And we even acted out the divorce paper scene and we acted this scene out. We had jump rope and we pretended to tie ourselves to a tree and we like pretended our feet were in the air. And so yeah, looking right up into the looking twister. into the funnel. So I, it's safe to say this scene made an impact on me. Wonderful. Well, <laughs> very unbelievable. This is where it started to unravel. Yeah. But at least at least it started to unravel right at the very, very end. Exactly. We can handle it. This was important for, as Brooke said, completing Joe's arc. Yeah. Bill's arc ended at the F3 when he told Joe, me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because Bill's story arc is he's trying to run from who he's meant to be. He's trying to move on. Yeah. But he realizes, this is who I'm meant to be. I'm meant to be the extreme, and I'm meant to be with Joe. Right. And Joe needed to realize that she she had to stop living for just herself. Right. Right. But, you know, she couldn't just try to, you know, assuage this need to to avenge her dad. Right. And then she was able to complete her story arc. So it's like Bill's story arc had ended already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and, and he was now full on extreme. (laughs) But now Joe completes her story arc by essentially being inside, you know, as a as a better version of herself, not so obsessed with the past, but really fully looking at her present and future. Right. And then, um, you know, after after the twister's over, what happens? Yeah, it dissipates in very dramatic fashion. We see the heavenly light shine through, right? Yes, yes. Bill and Joe are now back together. They kiss. Yes, finally. Finally. Because here comes the crew, and they get out, and she says, I think we've seen enough. And Dusty just lifts his hands like, yes, like mom and dad are okay Mom again. and dad are back together. We are complete. <laughs> the extreme is back. And then they start fighting over who's going to do data analysis and who's going to do the lab. And because they wouldn't be Bill it, and Joe no, without a little squad. I would have loved to have seen another movie. Oh, yeah. I would have loved to. There's not a Twister sequel. I would have loved to have seen Bill and Joe again. I thought that Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton had a great chemistry. They were really great on screen together. And, and, and you really see them together as Bill and Joe a lot of the film, but like, I would like to have seen them just just full on. We're together, bam, you know. Yeah, the the storm chasing family. Right. So, but it is reunited uh, in full force by the end, you know. Right. And the film ends all is well. And then after that, we're treated to some very contemplative end credits, <laughs> which are essentially shots of time lapsed clouds, right? All to the tune of Eddie Van Halen's guitar instrumental, "Respect the Wind." God. And it's like an eight-minute song. Yeah, it's it, oh yeah, of just breathing. Yeah, no words. It's bad. Yeah, man. it's it's okay. Yeah. It's not bad. I, I mean, mean, it's just like I'm not gonna listen to this. No, like I'm it not. was it was on the soundtrack. It I remember. I just remember being like, nope, <laughs> skip. It's the yeah. last song in it. Oh, uh, it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the song at the end. Yeah. The, oh it, my god. Humans being, and there's some other. Yeah, you know, Rusted Root was on it, and um, I didn't realize that. It, it's not a bad soundtrack, in my opinion, especially if you're big into '90s music. Oh yeah, it's kind of a '90s all-star cast. It was good. I thought it was a good soundtrack, but uh, and it had a nice, um, I thought, mixture of grunge and it's a little country in there, yeah. and some alternative, you know, things like that. It was good. Such a great movie. But yeah, to uh, respect the win was the was the <laughs> the ending of it. Yeah, I know. I remember seeing it on the on the credits when it said. Um, like you know, I, respect the win by uh, Van. I, I guess maybe it's the, <laughs> the song list, but I just remember being like, "That's what this is called." <laughs> like. Because I don't. Because so of the song. I'm going to give a couple of 
maybe what I felt the messages that yeah. I got from this film. Now mm-hmm. let you share yours. The awesome. first one for me is respect the win. No, <laughs> I mean that's no. Uh, I think the first one <laughs> is you can't run from who you're meant to be. Right. Uh, I think that was Bill's message, mm-hmm. uh, in in his story arc. I think that was his lesson. You know, and I think also having good instincts with what you have beats having no instincts with all with unlimited resources. You know, which we learned from Bill and Joe's crew, and then. Versus Jonas. Right. What, what about you? Um, you know, and maybe, again, I've, I've said it before, but maybe it's because we came, we just came from the episode we came from. But again, like just the importance of the ensemble of the family, like the family, they really are like the storm chasing family. Yes. They have it in spades over Jonas and his crew because they care about one another. Yeah. They're also all really intelligent and strange in their respective areas. Like Dusty's my absolute favorite because he's like a hippie, like, maybe stoner guy and I, and, but he's super smart and he knows all Definitely. this stuff. And I'd like to point out he was way, he wearing a, OU hat because that's where I'm assuming they all went to school. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming cause it's in Oklahoma. They probably all met cause it said yes. they were in college together. So maybe they all went to OU. And I'm wearing my OU hat in honor of yes. Dusty. And my papa taught at OU. Yes, so. he did. Your granddad taught at OU. Yes. So Norman, Oklahoma is a very close place to my heart. We went there. We had fun. We enjoyed yes. it. It's a nice little place. It is. But yeah. anyway, that's not what I learned. But um But uh, that's my relic <laughs> that's my relic from the film. It's oh, yes. it's, it's my OU hat in, in tribute. So um, but also just I, I love I love Bill and Joe. I love that um we we saw a marriage that yes, it was on the rocks. Right. But it's true. They both had major things they had to learn and, and admit to have each adva- other. Yeah, and yes, and couldn't have advanced without learning those things. And they did. I think there has to be some vulnerability in, in, in a relationship in order for it to work. You have to be willing to be both parties have to be willing to be wrong and right. confronted with the truth about how they're wrong the things that specifically joe dealt with yes did not get better got worse I, and either bill couldn't take it anymore or she did one of her joe yeah. moments and was like you know what leave yeah you know? i think that i think this is joe's story it is this is telling joe's story and i think that what we talked about at the beginning of the episode was that she is on the path at the beginning of the film to being like a captain ahab yeah but the person that saves her is Bill. Yes. It's Bill that makes her realize you've got to do this for the here and now and for the future, not because of the past. Yeah. For the future, you need to be doing this for the future. And it's fine for her, for what happened to her to be the catalyst for that. And it was. Yeah. You know, and I think that Bill saved her from that by saying like, look, there's, there's, you lost a lot. Yeah. But now you have a lot. You, you've right. lo- you lost a lot a long time ago, but mm-hmm. look at what you have now. You have a family, which is this, you know, Ragtag group of awesome yeah, people. and they're wonderful. And I tried to leave, but I'm here. Yeah, so it's really good. Great, so it's a story. sweet message. Yeah, I like it. It's a fun movie. It's great. It's it's again like we like I said earlier. It's part of the guild of familiarity. It is. We I love I can I can row. watch this movie every day. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, yes, we've pointed out some of the things that don't work in it, but it's perfect to me. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> you can still appreciate something that has flaws. You know? Um, but yeah, so we just we love this movie. Yeah, well, we're gonna wrap this thing up. It has been fun. Yes. Going through all the greenage <laughs> and the dark side of nature. And of course, just having an excuse to talk about the extreme end quote movie lines yes. like Bill Paxton. Exactly. Yeah. So let's go ahead and, and uh, close the doors of the tape store for this week. Check out our Instagram. Follow us. Yep. 
Uh, if you enjoyed what you heard and you had a good time, please leave us a rating. We'd love that. Yes. But we're having helpful. a good time. And whoever comes along with us, we're just happy to have you. Thank you so much if you have spent time with us. Uh, we just so appreciate that. It means so much to us that you would join us. As we try to say every week, uh, your time is a valuable thing. You can devote that to pretty much whatever you want. And if you've chosen to uh, spend uh, any amount of it with us 90s kids uh, and enjoying our discussion, we really, really appreciate it. It just means a lot. Yeah. So we just want you to know that, you know, and we hope that our discussion, you know, causes you to have your own discussions and takes you back to what we like to think was a simpler time. Yes, exactly. Yeah. When we when we yeah. when we absolutely did have to take out the tape and put in a yeah. new one and physically rewind it. Yeah. <laughs> no pointing and clicking. Right. All right. Well let's close the doors. All righty. We will see you next Thursday with a new episode of the Tape Store Podcast where we talk more great eighties and nineties nostalgia. And until then, this is Toby. And this is Brooke. Take care everybody. Bye guys. <laughs>